So I have a question. How are small business owners like us, who are spending 60 plus hours a week working in our businesses and are still struggling to make ends meet, who have no time to spend with family, friends, or the things we value most in life, who feel trapped inside of our businesses and it is consuming our lives? How do we get the freedom to be able to work on our businesses and not in them? That is the question. This podcast will give you the answer. My name is John Nichols, and this is Expansion Code Radio. What's up, everyone? Welcome to today's podcast. My name is John Nichols, and this is Expansion Code Radio. We got a wonderful, fantastic guest today. Atiba D'Souza is with us today. Atiba, how you doing, man? I'm great, John. How are you? I am fantastic. I love your name, by the way. I just, oh, thank you, yeah, I mean, uh, so, 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 so kudos to your parents. The thing is, is that, you know, my son's name Cooper and then my dad gave me uh, just the most common name ever, John. So, <laughs> but, uh, but anyhow, man, but I love it. So, man, so, uh, uh, anyhow, why don't you t- talk to us a little bit, um, Atiba, about what exactly you do. Give my audience a little bit of info about what you do, how you do it, and uh, and and how you can actually impact their their businesses and their lives. Yeah, absolutely, John. And first, first and foremost, thank you again for having me here. It's a, it's a real honor to to be here and with your guests at the same time. So, yeah, to you, my friends who are listening, listen, you're in business. Maybe even you're a middle manager, or maybe you're a franchise owner, which is also in business. And you're in a place where you want to grow your business. I, I know you do. You want to grow your career. I know you do. I, I, I do. Otherwise, you wouldn't be listening to us right now. And the reality is, there really is only one true way, as we move forward into 2023 and beyond, to grow your business. Now, I know that sounds like hyperbole. I know that sounds like, come on, dude, one way. But here it is. Here it is. You have to establish thought leadership. Yes. You see, in this marketplace that we live in today, where there are a lot of people yabbering about things, there's a lot of chatter about a whole lot of stuff. People are looking for people like you. Your customers are looking for people like you who are experts in your field, who are able to truly help them understand what you do and provide great value for them. They're looking for you, but they won't find you. and They won't trust you, most importantly, until, until they realize you're an expert in your field. That's the absolute truth. So what we do is we actually help you establish that thought leadership online through video marketing. That's how we help our clients. That's how we, we would help you. And because it's what you need. And you know it's true. You know it's true. Because let me, let me ask you a, a realistic question. Okay, you're listening to me, and I want to ask you this question. I want you to answer me, okay, even though I can't hear you when I ask this. But I want you to answer this. When was the last time you bought something over $100 without first 
watching a video about it. It doesn't happen anymore. It flat out does not happen. And your customers are the exact same way. So, John, that's what we do. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that 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 is so true. The thing is, is that uh, nowadays people buy, people are much more intentional about what they buy, and people are much more aware of what they're doing. You know, back when I was a kid and stuff, you know, you could see a commercial on TV or something. It was it was a uh, you know something quick and easy. Oh, and and, and but, but nowadays. Um, at least, at least my customers in my UPS stores, they are much more savvy about what they're doing yes. and much more intentional about what they're going to buy and what they're going to purchase. And yes. I think the biggest problem we have out there, especially anybody in retail or, or, or even in the information services piece of it, um, is that they just don't know about you. Right. Exactly. That that is so so very true. Um, you know, here here's something, and I, and I was trying to think. I was looking it up while we we're talking here. Um, uh, I cannot remember the name of the gentleman that said this, um, but his statement was so very true. And it, what he said was that in today's society, your customer wants to be a subject matter expert on your product and service before they purchase from you. Yeah. Right? But let me ask you this question, to, which takes to where you're going. So let me ask you who's listening to us this question. How do they become that subject matter expert? If that's what they want. And oh, by the way, the first person or the first group to really say that was Google in 2012. Way back in 2012, Google said this. Okay? Um, people want to become the subject matter expert, but how are they going to do it? Well, let me answer the question for you. They do it by asking questions. They get on Google and they search. They search to find answers to their questions. Now, here's the deal. Here's the deal. There was a study done about 60 years, 70 years ago. This was in the 50s, 1950s. Uh, Milgram's Law. Okay? Milgram's Law says that people are 90% more likely to blindly follow the first person to educate them on a topic. So imagine that you're in a culture where your customer wants to be a subject matter expert. They're going to do that by asking questions on Google and finding answers. Well, if you're the one to answer their questions, they're more likely to blindly follow you. That's why I say thought leadership is the answer and the future and the key to your growth. Yeah, that is so interesting because, because it also plays in with something that we do at my, in, in my UPS stores. Um, and so the thing is, is that I quit telling, I've, this has been at least 10 years or more, probably 12 years now. I quit telling my people that we don't sell stuff at our UPS store. They're just like, well, what do we do? I said, well, right. we educate our customers on our products and services. And the products and services sell themselves. We don't sell them. 
All thing you got to do is educate people. And what is and what does educating someone do? It provides them an experience. And people and people nowadays pay for an experience. And part of the experience is being educated. Um, the old hardcore sales stuff that 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 uh, I grew up with in the in the late eighties, early nineties stuff. The hardcore, you know, Zig Ziglar stuff. You know, uh, Brian Tracy. You know, all of these sales techniques and being and really going after someone and and trying to scare people. That stuff doesn't work nowadays. People people want to know what you know. People want to. He, here's a fact. People will pay 10, 100 times, 1,000 times more money for an experience yeah. and being educated than they will for just being served. Yes. It's, yes, yes, and yes. It's, it, it is the most craziest thing I've ever seen because when we decided to stop serving people and start educating people, and the thing is, is that, and, and in fact, you, you're doing the highest kind of service you can do to someone is educate them about the products and services that you have. That, that, that there is the highest level of service you can ever do. And once they're educated, and during this education process, if you provide a high experience with it, you double, you triple, you quadruple down on that. And you're talking about that's where you develop. It's one thing to sell, but when yeah. you provide that extra experience with it too, what happens is, is that now you go from, you're a great business. You're, I mean, you're a fantastic business too. You're a fantastic business with a loyal customer now. Absolutely. Absolutely. And it's, it's so very true. And, and, you know, one of the, the things um, that I run into a lot, and some of you listening are probably there as you hear us talk about this, as John and I are saying, as we're talking about educating people. Because that's what thought leadership is about. Thought leader, a thought, true thought leader is willing to share everything that they know about what they do for the betterment of their potential client. That's a true, true thought leader. Let's call it, call a spade a spade, right? But so many people are afraid of that because they feel like, you know what? But if I tell them, they'll realize how easy it is and then they won't need me. Guess what? That's why they'll want you. I know it sounds counterintuitive. Are there going to be some people who hear it and then go do it on, on their own? Yeah, they, there are. But guess what? Those people would have come and they would have tried to beat you down on your price, which you don't want. Anyway, right? You don't, nobody wants that. But then there are all of these other people who will hear it, understand its value, be, and understand that you actually know what you're doing and you're worth you're worth the double, triple, quadruple the price that you charge of everybody else. I had a gentleman call me yesterday. Okay. And so we produce, let's just break it down. We produce a lot of videos for our clients. We're a video content marketing agency. We produce videos, right? This guy has in-house video production. But he saw something that we did and he called and said, Hey, I want you to do that for me. And I'm, I'm thinking, you could, your people could do this themselves. But what he recognized was, Hey, you guys have figured out this 
other type of thing that we don't know how to do. So even though we've got video editors, the time it will take me to go learn it isn't worth it. But I know that you know. Let me just let you do it. Well, well, the thing is, is that there's there's huge value in that because the thing is, is that in this day and age, um, why do I want to go try to how about replicate the wheel? Not even invent it. How about just replicate it? When I got somebody over here that 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 builds wheels every day, yeah. Uh, why am I going to go try to to teach myself this? I'm not. That 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 there is that there is ridiculous. The thing is, is that people really try to do so much on their own because they say I don't have the I don't have the time or I don't have the money, and the money is the big one. Well, but here's the thing about it is, is that. So, so let me ask you a question. So I really got a great question. Would you rather make a hundred thousand dollars in the next three months or would you rather make a hundred thousand dollars over the next 18 months? Just asking a question. Three months, three months. Why is that? Well, because you can make a hundred thousand, you can make a hundred thousand dollars in three months. If you get people that are experts in what they do and how they do it. Now you may not take home all that hundred thousand dollars, right? If you wait 18 months, you may take home every bit of that hundred thousand dollars, but look how much time you've wasted too. 15 months. Right. So here's the thing about it is what if I was to only take home $75,000 in three months versus in 18 months, take home a hundred thousand dollars. I'd still take that because I can duplicate that six times over in 18 months. That's right. <clears throat> and then, and so now the thing it is, is just a multiplier of six now. And now you've made way more money in that 18 months than if you did it yourself. And that's the thing yeah. about it is, is that, you know, we need to quit trying to be everything for everybody. Um, and we need to stay in our lane. And do what we and do only what we can do, and the, and what yeah. happens is is that people when they first start up, well, I mean, well, I don't have the money to spend on that. Well, you know, have you thought about not getting Starbucks every day? Have you thought about not eating out lunch every day? Have you thought about whatever you're wasting time and money on, and pay somebody to get you to where you're able to get your business up and running faster? And that's the service that you provide. And the, the thing is, is and it's a no-brainer. It, I mean, it, it's absolutely 100% a zero no-brainer piece. Mm-hmm. You know. So if I could, let me, can I share something here? Yeah. That, that may help, help people understand this point on a, on a different plane and a different level as well. Because I'm, I'm 100% there with you, right? Mm-hmm. So I'm going to just position this point in, in two ways um, for you guys as you're listening to this. So that number one, you want people to hire you because you're an expert and you want them to come to you because you're an expert, right? However, you won't hire an expert yourself. <laughs> just let that sit with you for a moment. Yep. Let the hypocrisy of that sit with you for a moment, okay? That's number one. Number two, um, it was just over a year ago, I heard Chris Crone from stage uh, in Austin, and Chris Crone said a few words that 
literally was like he took his fist and hit me right here in the bridge of my nose. And just completely opened everything up. Like he just like broke everything in here and made me breathe a whole different set of air. And here's what he said. Chris Crone said he only works three days a week. Yeah, I think it's at this point about a hundred million dollar company. He only works three days a week, right? And that sounds wonderful and it sounds glamorous and it doesn't sound like anything that any of us can do. But Chris said, but here's the deal. Here's how I got there. Because this is what you have to understand. Don't envy where I am today, but understand where, how I got there and understand what I do to get there. And here's what it is. Here's what it is. And, I'm, and I hope this helps you in understanding how you have to, one, hire experts and two, take things off of your plate. So here it is. He says every 120 days in his business, he replaces himself. Every 120 days. Now, I have not figured out how to do it every 120 days yet. Matter of fact, it's been an entire year, and I haven't completely replaced myself, but I replaced about 70% of myself in a year. So I'm going to get better in 23. Right? And part of that is recognizing, okay, there are some team members that I need to hire who are going to be better at this thing than me. Or there are some team members that I should hire to do things that I shouldn't be doing. And there are some experts that I need to hire, right? There are some things that, that we're doing. There's, a, there's something that we've developed in-house, and we've been working at it and working at it and working at it, and it's not getting any results, okay? I had a meeting yesterday with an expert. He says, I can have it done in three months, 12 grand. Like, Done. It's done because we're wasting time. Well, and 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 that that's just it. It it it's really interesting that you're talking about Chris Crone's talking about re- replicating or replacing himself every uh, every three months or so. And in doing that, it's really interesting. So I train my managers to find someone within their location. Mm-hmm. And train them as their replacement, and my managers are just like, "Whoa, whoa, whoa, whoa. are you trying to replace me?" I said, "No," I said, "Because here's the thing, but is is that uh, my average manager stays with me for six years right now. Mm-hmm. Uh, probably next year it'll be seven. Now will be the average. And the thing is, mm-hmm. is that we like to promote from within first. I don't want to go outside." Absolutely. And, and find somebody. And so, so I tell them, I say, you're, you're doing two things. First of all, you are giving someone a chance to do what you do and go to a different location and become a manager. I said, but second of all, or actually the first really big thing you're doing is that you are actually making your job easier and you're giving people buy in to the company culture into their job. And people don't realize that is that, is that replacing yourself actually saves you time and money because now you're not a knowledge hoarder. Once again, it goes back to education. <coughs> Excuse me. It sure does. And that willingness to educate, right? 
Um, yeah. And so let me let me share this with you too. I, I know this is going to take us on a whole different tangent. That, that's, that's okay. okay. That's okay. You right. Know, all right. Talk, we already talked about that. That's okay. You take us down whatever rabbit hole you want to, man. So in 2010, 20, between 2010 and 2012, I developed something called, I call the seven practices of effective marketing. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, truth be told, it was based on Andy Stanley's book, The Seven Practices, practices of Effective Ministry. Okay. Um, okay. okay. I read okay. Stanley's book maybe in 2005, 2006-ish, maybe seven, so somewhere in there, early 2000s, I read Andy's book. Um, and applied, realized that th- those principles I could apply to my entire life, how I did everything in the world. Um, and marketing was no different. So let me give you those seven, and I think you'll appreciate this. Okay. I definitely appreciate where it ends. Okay. Um, the seven practices of effective marketing and every marketing campaign that we've ever done that keeps these seven in mind always is a success. Always. It's not failed. Okay. The first one is clarifying the win, understanding what it means to win, making sure everybody knows exactly what it means to win. There's no nebulousness. There's no, I'm not sure what to go. Everybody has to know what it means to win. Okay. Number two, thinking steps, not projects. So often when we look at what we're about to do, we think about the different projects that that have to go into it. Versus thinking through the steps. So this is where I am, and this is where we need to get to. And what are the steps in order to get there, right? That also then translates into your communication of thinking, where is the customer before they interact with us? And where do we want them to get to at the end of interaction with us? And what are the steps that we need them to go through in order to get there with us, right? We think through those steps. Then narrow the focus. So number three, narrow the focus. So often we try to do too much. We try to do too much. It's kind of like, you know, I've seen, I mean, we've all seen it. Um, A website or you watch a video and there are 14 CTAs. Okay, that's an ex- exaggeration. Three, even still. Like, people don't know what to do. What, what, what am I supposed to do next? Narrow the focus. Number four, teach less for more. So we're talking about education. One of the beauties here in talking about education and as we, when we talk to people about thought leadership, it's about adding value. Okay? And what does it mean to add value? So I may be an expert in the field. If I just throw up everything I know on you and walk away, I didn't add value to your life. I probably just confused the mess out of you and left you in a place where you felt like, dude, he's super brilliant, but I don't understand what in the world he's saying. Right? And so when we teach less for more, we're thinking about value and we define value as understanding, again, those steps. Where is someone and where do they need to get to next? What's that next step? What's the information they need in order to help them get to that point? Don't give them the information all the way at the end. They're not ready for that yet. Give them the information they need to get to the next step. So that's um, number four, teach less for more. Number five, listen to outsiders. 
this is one of the biggest things. You know, we say it all the time. The same wind blows on all of us, but nobody believes it. Every business has the same problem. They manifest in different ways, but they're the same problems. So if I'm serving a particular audience and Coca-Cola is also serving that audience, guess what? Chances are Coca-Cola is having the same issues that I do. And they figured out sometimes how to solve that issue. And so if I pay attention to how Coca-Cola solved a particular issue, then I can then crosswalk it into how I could also solve it, given what I'm doing. Okay? Understanding the principles of what other people are doing, listening to outsiders. Um, six, work on it. We've got to always be getting better. Sharpen the axe. Right. So keep your metrics, keep your statistics so that you can get work on it and get better. And then number seven, number seven, replace yourself. Replace yourself. It's it's not a bad thing. It needs to be the goal because you cannot grow until you pour out. You are a vessel. And that vessel has capacity. And you cannot get more until you pour out. So pour it out. And when you pour it out and you systemize and you replace yourself, then you can grow and do more. So those are my seven. Seven practices of effective marketing. I mean, you just brought us such really good content there. Um, The thing, there's several things that, that just stand out. Um, listen to outsiders is one. I've got a, I got a real good buddy of mine <clears throat> and he does, uh, he, he does informational services on, um, on, on real estate. <clears throat> so he has courses, <coughs> excuse me. So he has courses and things of this nature that he does. And, um, and, and the one thing he, so somebody, so so he had in his mind, okay, I'm going to create all this content on the stuff that I did and everything else. And so he created one part of his course, and at the very end of it, um, and it was a, it was a, um, it was it was an online live course, and then and then you were able to get into a member site to to rewatch the stuff over and everything else. And then at the very end, he gave his email out and said, "What do you want?" to see next what do you want he asked his he asked his customers he asked he asked his people he asked his tribe what do you want next and it was overwhelming a piece that they wanted because he barely touched on it in his first course so <clears throat> guess what he started That's what he does now so so he did the next piece. Yeah. At the very end of that, what he do? What would you like to see next? And the thing is, is that he just keeps creating content based solely upon what his clients and customers want to see, want to know. It yeah. is. Yeah. It, I mean, I mean that 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 is powerful right there because the thing yeah. is is that, is that is that and here's the thing about it is and I, and I'll, I'll just speak in just one second but the thing go, he go, go, go. but the thing he said was <clears throat> i wanted to teach them something different 
I wanted to do something different. It's and he, he realized it's not about him. It's about the, it's not about you. Yeah. You know, and that's that's such a massive point that I hope everybody hears. Like, I'm gonna sound real old schooler for a moment. Hit the rewind button and listen yeah. to that point again. No, but seriously, you've got to hear that point because one of the things that we do when we're working with thought leaders and we talk about a ton is the fact that it doesn't really matter what you want to talk about, right? It really, really doesn't matter what you want to talk about. As we think about steps, not projects, as we think about narrowing the focus and teaching less for more, it's all about what the customer needs and what they absolutely want. You see, because if you... If they're trying to get to this point and you're giving them education that takes them this way, they'll stop listening to you. And you're going to say, but I'm educated. You said to be a thought leader, I've got to educate. Well, it's not just about spewing. It's not about spewing. And so our entire business is based around what you just said. We created um, a very proprietary, what we called ASQ framework, which stands for Answer Specific Questions. We've actually figured out how to data mine the exact questions your customers are asking. That's the content you need to create. You know, it's 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 just really interesting. Um. Because because the more the more I think about what we've done in our UPS stores, and you know what's weird about about if I really think about it, is that we stumbled just headfirst into something, didn't realize what it was. It says, oh, but this works. Um, and it's, I mean, I, I'm gonna tell you right now. I mean, I guess I've just been really lucky because I've stumbled into a bunch of stuff. I mean, um, and. And and I didn't know what to call it. I didn't know what to say, but I knew it worked. Mm-hmm. You know, <clears throat> the, the the whole thing, especially since I own franchises, you know, yeah. we all offer the exact same, exact same stuff. But the only difference for you coming into my UPS store versus somebody that's down the street is that is what you're experiencing. <clears throat> and that's the only differential, at least in my world, that I found. Yeah, yeah. <coughs> and, and you know, it's it's super important that you know that and understand that. And you know, I, I think that's one of the challenges that so many business owners have is that you don't know that, you don't understand that, and you almost think of yourself even as a me too product. And when I say a me too, meaning that you, my product's just like everybody else. I got one too. I got one too. Right. Yep. And you're not, you know, I don't care the fact that UPS is a franchise and, and there are tons of them all the way all around. Yours is different. And there's a reason why yours is different. And there's a reason why people are going to want to come to yours. And until you realize what that is about you. What makes you different? What your unique selling proposition is? What you're actually bringing? Because that's the basis of your thought leadership. Because let's face it, I'm just going to pick on you, John. Anybody can ship a package. Like you can go to FedEx, you can go to the post office. I mean, yep. you, you can go to Parcel Plus. You can go a bunch of places to ship a package. 
to buy packing supplies. Sure. But that's a commodity. Right? And as long as you think of yourself, and, and if you haven't read this book, you need to. $100 million offers by Alex Hormozzi. Okay, so if you're listening to us and you haven't read that, go read it because Alex talks a lot about that mindset shift of realizing that you see yourself as a commodity right now. And the problem with commodities, which we've all known forever, is commodities are on a crash course to zero, zero price, that is. There's always a race to the bottom for the cheapest in commodities. Always. Always has been, always will be. However, however, once you start to understand what your unique selling proposition is, and you can make what really is an offer to your customer, and, and this is what, what John was saying earlier about you can charge three, four, ten times as much as somebody else, because once you understand exactly what it is that you're actually bringing, okay, then you can make an offer, and that offer is worth more than any single commodity. So we can sell the exact same thing. We can sell the exact same thing. You know, I don't know if, you, if you've ever heard this. You, I'm sure you know Russell Brunson, but I, oh, I don't yeah. know if you've ever heard him use this example. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to play Russell Brunson for a moment, y'all. If y'all haven't heard of Russell Brunson, you need to, and then you'll hear him do this example, right? Here is, here is a, um, a Note 20 uh, S, I think, or something. I don't remember what it's called. This is the phone. Okay. I've had this phone for two and a half years and I bought it used. When I bought it, I paid, I think, about a thousand dollars for it. And currently it's worth maybe 600. Maybe five hundred. I, I don't know exactly. It's got a crack in it too, um, so maybe even less because it's got cracks and stuff. And you know, I use my phone pretty hard, um, so maybe it's worth even less than that. Would you give me a thousand dollars for this phone? Well, clearly your answer is going to be no. Like you're not an idiot, right? You're not an idiot. Yeah. Because what I just tried to sell you was a commodity. But if I told you, if I told you. That, number one, if you're single, the phone number to your spouse is on this phone. Number two, if you're married and you have kids, the answer to how to have happy kids who actually adjust well is in this phone. If you're a business owner, 10 of the best customers you'll ever have in your life who will be loyal for the entire life of your business, their phone numbers are in this phone and, and, and they'll be willing to take your call and they've already guaranteed that they were going to do business with you. If I told you all of that was in this phone, would you give me $10,000 for the phone? Yeah, probably. Yeah, of course you will. Yeah, I mean, um, because now the phone has value. Well, it has it has more than just value. The phone itself has value, but now you've had now you've put added value into it. Um, Yeah, I seen Russell do that. Um, I was at Funnel Hack. I don't remember which Funnel Hacking Live I was at, but uh, 
I, I seen him do that exact demonstration and <clears throat> it is, it, it is just phenomenal. And that that's the thing about it is, is that, you know, if you talk about walking into places or whatever else, you know, it is, it is the extra step that you do. It's the extra little, and here's the thing, folks, what people don't understand, <clears throat> especially in videos too, it's the small things that matter more than the big things. You got to get the small things right first. If you get the small things right first, <clears throat> when it's time for the big thing, mm-hmm. it's a, it's, a, it's easy. Yeah. And, 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 and that's the thing about, about all of this is that, is that especially in retail, like I'm in, right? <clears throat> the thing is, is that I'm going to give you the same shipping price. Okay. That everybody else is going to, because UPS controls our shipping process. So if you go to any UPS store, UPS controls that. What they don't control is they don't control my interaction and the experience I'm giving with my customers that walk in the door. And yeah. that's what that's what takes a good UPS store to great. Absolutely. Absolutely. And, and and because that there's that information inside that phone. I'm going to tell you right now, <clears throat> there's several of my employees and stuff that would love to be able to get into my phone and be able to get some of the contacts I have. And, you know, and, and, and it's, and it's, it's, it's just the craziest thing. I'm just like, but why would you want to talk to these people? Oh, well, well, because, because of this or that, or, you know, or, or whatever. And, None of that matters unless there is some sort of value to them about it. <clears throat> you know, how about this? Um, I've got Halloran Hilton Hill's number in my phone. Okay. I know him. He's a local celebrity, right? I only call Halloran whenever, whenever it is pertinent to call him. I don't abuse. I, I I I don't abuse my friendship. I don't abuse anything like that. But there's people out here locally where I'm at that would love to have that number so they could call and ask him all kinds of questions. And <clears throat> I don't I don't have that relationship with him to do that. I have a relationship with him that we based upon trust. Yes. And so the thing is, is that I think the one big thing that maybe maybe we haven't talked about in getting people to buy your products and services, but you have to build rapport first because rapport builds trust and that there is a in-person thing on video. It's all about creating that, that experience that you are an expert in something and that builds the trust, but people don't buy because of crazy shiny things, they don't spend the extra ten thousand dollars on something. They build it because they trust. Absolutely, absolutely. So okay, so no. so so no, no. So I got, got a real quick question for you. Okay, mm-hmm. so um, <clears throat> do you do you have a guy or a girl that you go to that is your salesperson for vehicles, for cars, trucks, whatever? Yeah. Okay. Now, will you let anybody else sell you a vehicle? No. Why? Because of trust. Because of trust. And 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 Absolutely. that's it. 
And that proves Absolutely. the point right there. You know, that, that proves the point. I've got a guy, Van Vessel. <clears throat> Nobody else is going to sell me any type of vehicle except for him. I buy one brand and I buy it from him. Yep. Yep. Exactly the same. And I saw my guy, well, my wife saw our guy today, Van Dyke. Um, and it's the, it's the same thing. And, you know, it's that way for you, for you guys who are listening. And, you know, it's, I'm glad that you went this way because I was, you know, going to wrap us into this, this kind of conversation too, because the, at the end of the day, nobody pulls out a credit card unless they trust you. Mm-hmm. It just doesn't happen. It just doesn't happen. But in order to get to trust, you have to go through know and like, which is that rapport building. They've got to get to know you and they have to like you. Period dot. Period dot. If they don't like you, they're not going to trust you. I don't care how good the food is at a restaurant. If the service is horrible and you're treated poorly, you're not going back. No. Because you didn't like them. Yep. So, um, yeah. So I've got a great story for you. Okay. So, um, so in our, uh, so in, in my Christmas decorating business, I have an interior piece of that that we do interior decorating. Um, and it's specialized for just <clears throat> seasonal or holiday only. That's all we do. So they're like, we don't come in and decorate your house for whatever. Okay. And, um, <clears throat> and at least, um, a couple times a quarter, I have a master florist that is um, on my staff <clears throat> and she teaches a class a couple times a quarter on how to make a flower arrangement. Okay. Mm. Mm-hmm. And you come in and you pay the 150 or the $200 or whatever, and you make the arrangement. Everybody in the class makes the arrangement. It's around 15 people. Okay. And they make arrangement together. Okay. Now, She's been doing this. We've been doing this for about a year now. Okay. We have an upcoming class in December. All right. It's sold out completely. Wow. And nobody knows what arrangement they're making. We don't even know what we're going to, what we're going to make. Linda, which is, which is my master floors. She doesn't know what arrangement she's going to make yet. She has no idea yet. The class is completely sold out. We're doing three classes <clears throat> in December. All three are completely sold out, and nobody knows what they're making. That right there is the power of people trusting. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> that there is the power of providing an experience. Because because they bring in wine, we have some little snacks, some cheese. We we have a char, char, charcuterie, I think that's right, charcuterie board yeah. with stuff on it, and it is and it's like it's like this little party where where they get to make something, and these and it's yeah. all about the experience that they're getting, Absolutely. and and here's the thing about it is, you know. I don't know. They could be decorating a potato for all I know. And they'd still all show up and be like, this is the best potato I've ever decorated ever in my entire life. And they would be, and they would walk out with a ugly potato that's got whatever stuck into it. And they're going to be the most happiest people in the whole wide world because of the experience that they had. Absolutely. That, 
this right here, because because when my wife told me this, I was just like, so what, what's the flower arrangement? She's just like, we don't know. Uh, okay, well, what about the next class? We don't know. What about the third class this month? We don't know. We'll figure it out. I'm just like, I said, so all three classes are sold out. So so, so 45 people are coming. They're paying $200 a pop mm-hmm. to do a flower arrangement that they have no earthly idea what it's going to look like. Yeah. Yes. And here's the thing about it is, here's the funny thing, or the even crazier thing about it. The, we did no online advertising. On our page where they normally sign up for this stuff, it says coming soon. Three three classes in December. Call the number to uh to uh to reserve your spot. Yeah. So they call the number and they say, Okay, sign me up. Two hundred yeah. bucks. And so I man, I, I'm I'm just Atiba, I'm I'm just telling you right now, I'm I'm blown away by this. That that's the power of building trust. It is. You know, and, and and the thing with, with trust is trust also then extends. Yeah. Okay. Trust extends. So I'll give you a very simple example. If you go to um, Sims, speakeasy.com, I think that's the website. Um, Steve Sims does um, a speakeasy. It's an, an, an event. I know a friend of mine who was a mentor of mine, um, and he goes to the event. Right? That's how I learned about it. I went and looked it up. The only thing he tells you is a date and a city. Didn't even tell you the location in the city. Didn't tell you what's going to happen at the event. Didn't tell you who's speaking. Didn't tell you anything. $2,000, it sells out every 90 days. Yeah. All because people who trust other people saw that Oh, somebody I trusted went there. So then it must be good. I'm going to go too. And that's so after when you build no like and trust and you get people to trust you and become loyal, that trust extends into other people. And that, my friends, is one of the absolute beauties. Okay. Just like if I was down in, in Tennessee with you. And I knew I wanted to buy the brand of vehicle that you buy. I would have asked you, who is it, John, that you buy your vehicles from? And if you told me it's this guy, I wouldn't go looking anywhere else. I'd just go to that guy. That's right. You know, it's 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 one of the most important things that <clears throat> I, 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 I've been taking notes, by the way, because you, you're giving out great stuff, man. So I, I mean, I, I really do appreciate all this. But that no lock trust that is that is phenomenal. I mean, it just really is phenomenal. Um, so, Atiba, we are yes. running out of time, good sir. So, uh, what I want you to do is give my listeners, uh, if, because because you've given out such good stuff, where can they go to connect with you more? How can they how can they Absolutely. connect with you or even use your services? Absolutely. So, listen. Guess what I'm going to say. I want to build trust with you. I want to get to know you. I want you to like me, and I want to build some trust with you, right? Um, you got to know me a little bit over the last 46 minutes or so, uh, but let's continue that. And what I want you to do for me is go to meetatiba, that's A-T-I-B-A, my name, 
meetatiba.com. Meetatiba.com. That's going to take you directly to my LinkedIn. When you get to my LinkedIn, hit the connect button. Let us connect. Then send me a message. Say, hey, I heard you on John's show. And let's have a conversation. Let's chat. Person to person, human to human. Let's chat. That, 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 that's awesome, man. So what I'm going to do is that I will put in the, uh, in the notes of the podcast folks. And <clears throat> like I said, I, I'm just taking notes, man. This guy is just fantastic. Um, but, but I will put in the notes. I will put in, uh, meet Atiba, um, dot com. And then I'll put in his, I'll put in the website, f- LinkedIn, Facebook. I'll put in all of his, uh, all of his social media links. <clears throat> and then this way you can get to, uh, Get get to know him a lot better. This has just been such a fun time, man. I mean, I love having great guests, though, man. And you are fantastic, one hundred percent fantastic. And you give great content too. That's the thing about it is, is that not only are you giving great content, but you're telling stories around your content also. And I think that there is one of the biggest connectors people have is that you know, <clears throat> my business coach always told me, um, well, pick, well, let me back up. I always believe in mentoring someone and someone mentoring me. I believe in this. Absolutely, I, I believe in this circle of uh, of of learning. <clears throat> and and this is the one thing he always says. He says, "Tell a story, make a point. Make a point, tell a story." And that that's kind of stuck with me. And that there is that there's basically how I coach and educate people is through is through stories. And and I love making a point about something. And then turning around, this is my favorite way to do it because <clears throat> it is um, it is making a point, and then you come back and tell a story about that point, and it really just pulls people in. You know, David Chappelle does this. Uh, he in one of his shows, he talks about <clears throat> he, he he says, "I'm so good at comedy, <clears throat> I just write down punchlines and I throw them into a goldfish uh, uh, jar." And he goes, every now and again, I'll just reach in there, pull one out. And there's the punchline. And then I write the joke after I got the punchline. And, uh, and for me, I thought, I mean, I mean, Chappelle's brilliant, no matter what anybody says. But the thing is, is that, but I think that approach is, is brilliant. If you've, if you've got a point or you've got something that you got information you want to give, give it and then wrap a, wrap a huge story around this. And people will people will just hold on to it. And it's so great. Yeah. Yeah. It was um and there's a great book on that called Make It Stick. Um if you haven't heard of it, should read it. Um and it talks a lot about that. Um another book from down your way, um, actually, um the author, um Story Brand also talks a lot about about that. Um, Donald Miller. Um he's in Nashville. Um and, you know, I'll leave you guys with this kind of thought, right? I and mean, I do, I want you to connect with me, but I do want to leave you with this thought. Everyone is talking about how adult attention span has dropped and adults can, attention span is down to like 11 seconds, something ridiculous now when 30 years ago, it was several minutes. However, you'll go to the movie theater 
and sit and watch a movie for an hour and a half. Heck, I went to the movie theater and watched, what was that, Wakanda Forever for almost <laughs> three hours. Yeah. And I never got up. I didn't check my phone. I paid a t- The only thing I did, I did eat popcorn. <laughs> but <laughs> dude, that's it. I was focused on the movie for the entire time. So if everyone is saying adult attention span is down to 11 seconds, but yet we'll watch a 30-minute TV show, we'll go to the movies and sit for an hour and a half, two hours, three hours and watch a movie. Why is that? It's real simple. It's called story. That's it. Nothing holds a human attention like story. Yep. Yeah, I mean, tell it, a story. Go ahead. No, no, yeah, tell a story, make a point, make a point, tell a story. You know, um, <clears throat> it's it's really interesting. Storytelling has is becoming such a huge part of just my life in general. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's, I mean, and, and and God is putting the putting people that tell that, that are professional storytellers in my life. It's the craziest thing in the whole wide world, um, mm-hmm. and everything else. So anyhow, well. Atiba, thank you so much for being on today, man. You you you've got such great insight, man. Uh, and and we had such a good time talking before we got on, so man. So thank you so much for being on, man. Uh, John, thank you. It was a pleasure. And to all of you guys who are listening, thank you for sticking that's it. with us. Appreciate you as well. Yep, because we've run a little bit over, but that's all right, folks. Yeah, so man, so I always thank all my listeners at the very end. Thank you, folks, so much. Thank you for all the support that you give me and and all my and all, and all the people that I interview too. So, folks, we will see you guys on the next one. Thank you so much for joining me today and listening to this episode. Hopefully, what I shared with you will help you in your business journey as we share to help others expand their minds, businesses, and profits. If this episode did help you, be sure to share it with someone else that you know that it will help. We can only achieve our mission if we share it with others and always give first. I hope I can also help you even further by sharing my resources. It is a page that contains all the digital assets we use to expand our business and to help us free up time. The great thing about this page is completely free. Just go to resources.expansioncode.com to get your free access. Thank you again for tuning in. Have a fantastic day, my friends.